Good morning and happy October. It's been a long time since I came on here and did any kind of podcast or just really interacting on social media platforms lately. It's been a lot going on with my health and things around the house and family. So it has been rough. But throughout it all, you know me, I've never given up. I never will. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing to help each and every one of you realize your potential in life. How great things really are in your life that you really don't see that others do. You know, I can sit back throughout a day and just people watch. Walking down the street, in a store, at my kid's school. And just by body language, you can really tell how bad of a day someone's having or how good of a day someone's having. You know, the old looking down, no eye contact, just a little you know, snarl on their face. The shoulders slouched, dragging of the feet. It's heartbreaking. You know, it's crazy how many of us go out throughout the day and we might pass two, three, four hundred people a day. And that's two, three, four hundred opportunities that we have to have someone really appreciate that someone cares about them and show gratitude. And I know everybody talks about just smile and make someone smile today. But you got to remember a lot of times those that smile hurt the most because it's a mask that they wear. I've worn the mask many times. I see a lot of people out there wearing the mask and not because it's Halloween time. You know, we never know what people are going through. You know, whether it be, like I said in the past, emotional, physical, financial, loss of life, loss of themselves more than anything. And we don't care. You know, it's like the old saying, out of sight, out of mind. And 90% of the world lives with that. I mean, it's so much easier now to send a group text to wish people Merry Christmas or Happy Thanksgiving than doing anything one-on-one through a phone call or even a text message, a personal text message. I mean, I've gotten email birthday cards before and it's driving me crazy. You know, email events and social media event, you know, RSVP and check yes or no. What's happened to us as a society? Do we really not like to interact with each other that much that the easier the technology, the less we have to communicate? That's not for me. My kids, my family, friends. I reach out to a lot of people every day through phone calls, through personal messages, direct messages, through the mail. You know, I'm I still I'm one of those people who do the snail mail. I'll send you a letter to just give you something to look back on. And it makes me so full of joy knowing 
Everything I say, everything I do comes directly from my heart. You know, I got a friend who gets angry often. I mean, those little three-second thoughts or emotions in their head ruins his 80,000-plus other seconds throughout the day. And I don't understand why. Why this person allows it. You know, like I've said in the past that when I spoke with God and he's given me my life mission, I never really spoke about the exact conversation I had with this person. And like I said, to this day, here it is, what, oh my God, 15 years and three days later, four days later, whatever today is, October 18th, whatever it is, I've never, ever spoke of the conversation word for word, but I know it. Do I know it was God? No, I don't. But I have I've, I've seen the signs since the conversation? Absolutely. Rather it be through birds, animals, the sun breaking through the clouds, that little dandelion growing in the crack in the sidewalk, that one fish that stays at the other end of my pond when I go out there and comes to me. Somebody, somehow, some vision has given me the opportunity to have faith and believe. So how do we get the rest of the world to change this way? I'm not saying everybody has to go to church. Everybody should read the Bible every day. But we know what we should do. We should thank God every day for what we have in our lives. Our friends, our family, our health. A roof over our heads, our lights on, food on the table. But it's always those little things that too many people don't give a shit about. Excuse my language. Why, though? Why are so many like that? You know, we all get caught up in the hassles of everyday life, going to work, getting up, hating our job, not eating breakfast, getting that line for Dunkin' Donuts, sitting 20 cars deep and can't understand why they're moving so slow, even though these poor people are are getting up in the morning even earlier than us, three, four hours before us. I'm sure they're very tired, but we don't appreciate that. We don't appreciate the service they give us. We'd rather complain about the service they don't give us. You know, just like when you go to the restaurant, you order food. We want to find something to complain about with the food. We don't ever tell the waitresses or the hostess or whoever it might be how great the meal was. But one thing I can say, I do. And I show my gratitude. I show my appreciation. Not just through a tip. I mean, because, you know, we all got to give tip. You know, that 20% means a lot to those people who are busting their asses for us. And I think the host, I you know, if I could see the manager, I stop and speak with the manager. See how great the service was. I don't care if the service was terrible. I'm going to gloat about how great it was. 
because everybody needs to be appreciated. But again, we go back to the part of some people rather put them down. You know, a lot of us use it as, oh, she's a Karen and he's a Kurt or whatever it is, a Carl. But not realizing by calling these people things, we're being bullies just like they are. I mean, it's like the, you know, the pot calling the kettle black and you don't even realize you're doing it because you live off the negativity. You know, negativity is like you being this huge magnet and all the negative things in the atmosphere, in the house, at the store, in public, all the people, they're all these little screws that are going to fly at you. As soon as you walk out your door. Because you keep focusing on all that negativity. You get up and say, oh my God, I'm going to have a bad day today. As soon as you say that, you go in, you might spill your coffee and excuse the words, but you might say, oh shit, here it goes. I knew it. I knew I was going to have a bad day. Instead of really just saying, okay, oops, laugh it off, you spill the coffee, so what? But no, you'd rather go sit in traffic and sit at the light and say, why is this light got to be red? I'm going to be late. You're going to be late because you got mad about the coffee. You got you were mad because you had to get up to go to work. And again, see how negativity attracts negativity. A lot of you don't. And I'm not saying everyone has to be positive 24 hours a day. But I can say, I can confess. I look at the brighter side of every situation. You know, even when it comes to my children, my crazy animals, spilling their food all over the place, accidentally peeing in the house. You know, I look at it as, could have been worse, they could have pooped in the house. <laughs> or... You know, the kid, oh, Nick didn't clean his room up. But he did do his homework first. You know, so I find the bright side. You know, my health might be dwindling. And, you know, like I said, four more prescriptions I've received in the last month that I never took before. But I feel that I'm given the opportunity to go on. I'm given the opportunity to see my family another day. I'm given the opportunity to make another podcast. Because I look at the positive things. And I know I can't change the world. I know I can't change every single human being and every, with every nationality, every religion, every language people speak. But if enough people see me, evaluate me, know me for who I really am, not off a video on a social media platform, not off a one-second engagement at the store, but deep down, if you really knew, knew the kind of person I am, the kind of heart I have, you might want to change. You might want to look at that other side of the coin. You know, flip the pillow. Put up the cool side. 
I was listening to an earlier podcast. This young man was taking questions and comments. And a lot of his answers were the same thing. Well, I wasn't happy. I couldn't do this. I All the blame was being put on himself. But not understanding the difference between blame and accountability. So I reached out to a young lady who was, you know, she kept commenting. And she was saying how she just can't get over the hump of losing her ex. So I reached out and I asked her, I said, you kept blaming yourself, didn't you? And she said, I just couldn't understand why he wouldn't give me the opportunity to change for him and move on. And I said, change for him? Why would you change for him when if you change, you weren't the person he fell in love with? And at first she didn't understand because I explained to her that if you change down the road, in a relationship, and I'm not talking about changing clothes, which we all do, or changing favorite football teams, like we all do. I'm talking about changing your whole character, your integrity, your morals, things you were you know, brought up with, things that you cherish, things you hold close to your heart because they don't fit in someone else's world. Don't ever do that. And then she got it. Then she literally sent me a direct message. Became my friend. And now I've sent three or four different things to her. Just today alone. Just try to help her. Like I said, I don't want anyone try to be who I am. Living, you know, with my values, my ways. I want each and every one of you to be the best you. Don't try to be the person that... Bob said I should be. Don't try to say, I'm going to be just like Bob. I don't want my kids to be like their dad. I want my kids to be Jordan, to be Nicholas, to be Haley, to be Noah. That's what I want. We understand that Our feelings, our emotions can ruin, take over, and run our days. And I get that. I really do. But sometimes you got to remember that emotions are in passing. Anger, happiness, frustration, confusion. So if you were confused at 8 o'clock about the weather today, why would you still stress it at 4 o'clock and the sun's out? And that's just it. We do. We want to keep our lives in shambles at times. And it's just because we don't know how to face reality to better ourselves. 
It scares us. We're intimidated by it. We fear it sometimes. And the old saying, you know, it's only fear until you face it, until you conquer it. And you have to want to conquer it. You just can't walk through life with these blinders on and hope that one day you're going to hit that golden path at the end of the rainbow. It's not that easy. Because if it was, everybody would be millionaires and be successful in their own more, you know, own little way. And I don't look at success as materialistic, financial. Is it a great asset to have? Absolutely. Is it a great perk? Absolutely. But is money really truly going to bring you happiness? Some, it might. Because everybody likes that 15 minutes of fame. You win the lotto. How many people do you see who win the lotto who are broke six months later? Money brings greed, hostilities, jealousy, bitterness, egos, entitlement. And a lot of people need self-redemption and self-praise over self-worth. They want to brag how much their watch costs, how big their house is. And it's funny because when we all die, our tomb in the ground is all the exact same size. Use the same dirt. Same grass goes on top. Our headstones might be different. But all of our caskets are six foot long usually. Might be a different color. But I guarantee the soil, the dirt and the mud that we're placed in, it's all from the same batch. So what are you going to do with that 86-inch TV screen? Those 47 cars you have? No, that you bragged about. That million-dollar watch. Someone's going to get it at a garage sale for $10. At an estate sale for $20. And you won't be there to stop it. You know, I praise people like Keanu Reeves. He's probably one of the best there are out there who really cares about people who, for instance, his salary for all the Matrix movies, he donated all of that. He's very humbled. And it's exhilarating knowing how many good people there are in this world that stay in the shadows. You can dig, you can find them, you can Google them. But at the same time, people use Google to find dirt on people instead of blessing people. Just like social media. You know, all these platforms have all gone sour in the last year and a half. You know, everybody got on these social media platforms when COVID hit, which I get. I mean, we were all locked down. There was nothing any of us can do. So it was fun. Everybody wanted to make change and preach positivity, make people smile, make some funny skits. But then people started forming like 
cults and gangs, I guess you would say, on these social media platforms, teaming up on people, bullying people, putting down people. Then you got the platforms themselves, having robots send you messages, having robots screw up your accounts. And not knowing what it does to people's minds. There's so many broken people out there. And society just don't give a shit. The more anger, the more depression, the more anxiety, the more money pharmaceutical companies make, doctors make, psychologists make, psychiatrists make. More people go to church, give to the donation plate. More people drink, more people do drugs. Our emotions cause our addictions. And we have to realize that. And 90% of the emotions that cause the addictions are negative emotions, negative thoughts, negative feelings. I couldn't stress it anymore. So going through life with all this, I don't get, because I don't, I don't go through life with this. Do I get angry and mad and pissed off at the world? No, I absolutely don't. Am I disappointed? Do I question things? Do I want to hear your opinion on something? Do I, am I biased or unbiased? You know, if we have different political views on things, why do we have it? I, I don't care you don't like someone because you just don't like them. But if that's your opinion, that's your prerogative. It is what it is. But to wish pain or hurt or punishment on people, innocent people just because they're Republican or Democrat or they're Muslim or Catholic or they're black, they're white, whatever it might be. It's got to stop. Am I going to make it stop? Absolutely not. I can't make it stop. It takes more than one person. It takes a movement. But these movements we've seen in the past turn into cults, turn into greed, turn into extortion, turn into bribery. There's no real solutions out there. And I don't understand why. You know, I understand my platform isn't as big as a lot of these people out there. But my message is strong. My life mission is very strong. My life mission is given to me from the only perfect person ever to exist. And that's God. Can I preach it to you? Should I become a pastor? No, that's not what I want to do. I want to change the world one person at a time if I have to. Ten at a time would be fantastic. But too many people want to say, yeah, let's change the world, but don't want to change themselves, if that makes sense to you. Because there's the problem. That's where it lies. That's where it all starts. It's like saying, oh, I'm totally against violence. And then go home and smack your wife. Or I'm against gambling and going to the casino. All we all do is contradict ourselves. 
And we do it all the time, all day long. All day long we contradict ourselves, our beliefs, our faith. You know, people want to pray to God when they're having bad times. Why don't you pray to God all the time? We want to thank people when we benefit from something. Instead of just thanking someone for being who they are, what they represent, their core values. How many of you out there really have core values that you pass on to your your kids, your grandchildren, your siblings? Probably not many of you, if you think about it. Because too often we don't think with our own minds. We want to use quotes we see on Pinterest. We want to use quotes that everyone quotes. And we want to talk about what Ben Franklin said or some crazy athlete who knows basketball or football or baseball or NASCAR, or whatever it might be. And their philosophy is the only one that matters. It's their philosophy. I say it again. It's their philosophy. What's yours? What do you live by? Give me your favorite quote that comes from your heart. I've asked that question to many people just to, as a conversation starter. What's the most memorable quote you ever heard? And everybody wants to quote something they've read in a book. Not what they comes from the heart. And then you give them a minute to think about it. And then you see the light bulb go off on top of their head. You see the eyebrows, you see the, the skin flushes. You see it, you see the change. The next thing you know, you see them walking with their shoulders up. The blinders are off. More confidence in their walk. They're doing more than just smiling to people. They're saying good morning. You know, a good morning goes a long way with people who's had a bad night, who's had a rough morning. And if you just try it, Go into your job tomorrow. Say good morning to every single person you see. Every person. And say it with a smile. Show that you mean have a good morning. Not good morning because you feel you're obligated to say it. Getting in the elevator. Standing at the, the bus station. Getting your morning coffee. When they say good morning, can I help you? Or any other situation. Think about that. Well, how many businesses do you go in that thank you for coming in when you walk in? How many of them say, have a good day after you've spent your money? How many of them say that just because you spent money? See, things are done out of habit, out of protocols, out of employee handbooks, and not enough is done from the heart. It's up to us, all of us. You know, and everyone asks me, you know, what, what is imagine, what is imagine peace? What is, I can only imagine. What is heart in God's hand? That's all the things in life I represent. Do I have a lot of supporters that believe in this process? This life mission? Absolutely. I don't want to be their adventure guide. I want to take them to the edge of the forest and let them walk through it. I want to give them the keys of the car and let them drive it. You know, life 
little metaphor, you know, you, you're leaving from Ohio to go to Texas. You jump on the highway. Or you jump on old Route 66. Goes right across the country. How many exits are off Route 66? How many of those exits have on-ramps also? Probably every one of them. Each one you get off, there's something else to explore. Something in America you've never seen. Something that is just such a spectacle. You can't believe it. You pull out your phone, you're taking pictures. But you get right back on. And you still end up on Route 66. So yeah, in life, you're going to get steered off your path quite often. But you're going to get yourself put back on. And you're still going to know your destination. You know, they say, don't give up on your dreams. You should always have a dream. Yeah, they're right. That's a quote that everyone lives by. That's on every single poster in the home accent stores. All the motivational posters you can buy in pit framed pictures. But where do you stand on that? How do you really feel about that? Do you feel that someone should guide you in your path? Someone should lead you in your journey? Should you just hold that person's hand in front of you and walk with them? Should you walk next to them? Should you walk in front of them? You know, I'm, I'm the type of person that would rather walk behind them all because they're going to fall down. And they're going to need someone there to pick them back up and point them in the direction. Don't lead them. Just point them. That's what God's done to me. He's put me in the right path in life. But he's given me so many obstacles, so many dark corners. So many obstacles to get past. And I'm doing it. I'm using my mind, my thoughts my energy to do it. So where do you stand in your journey right now? Are you at the beginning? Are you even on the highway yet? If not, that's okay. You can start your journey anytime in life. You, you know, I, I'm totally against the three-year plan, the five-year plan. I look at it this way. A dream is a dream. It becomes reality when you nail it. And you can have more than one dream in life. But we all have bucket lists. We all use that little scenario, what would I do if I won the lotto? What would you do? Would you blow it? Would you buy a 50-room house with 38 bathrooms? You probably couldn't call 38 friends over that would be there for you to use all those bathrooms unless you advertise you want money. You know, I don't understand. A sink is a sink. A toilet is a toilet. My queen bed's just as big as your queen bed, 60 by 80. My car has four doors, does yours? Yours might cost 80,000 more than mine. But guess what? And my journey, my car will get me there. 
if you're going to Texas and I'm going to Texas, you might get there faster than your Lamborghini. But I'm going to stop and smell the roses, as they say. Take some pictures, make some memories. But my $30,000 car is going to get me there too, at my pace. I don't have to prove nothing to anybody. I don't need to have a million-dollar car to impress people. And that's what we're doing nowadays. It's all about the materialistic things in life that we feel we have to have instead of stuff that we need. You know, we live in a nice small ranch house, thank God for me because of my health issues. Three bedrooms, eating kitchen with a little, maybe a 10 by 12 dining area, 20 by 20 living room. Yeah, we have a leather sofa and love seat. Big picture window to watch the world. See the Blue Jays on the front porch every morning. Nice backyard. Homemade fire pit. Homemade koi pond. Everything we have, we deal with our own sweat and blood. And we love it because it's home to us. It's not a reward. It's not a trophy. It's home to us. We wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I would love, you know, give to the homeless. You know, I would donate. I would do this. Yeah, you, you, you say you will. And if you do, good for you. I'm, I'm proud of you. I tip my hat to you. But why do we have to exploit it when we do it? Why do we feel we have to put it on social media when we do something for somebody? I don't get that part. I don't do it. I, I couldn't see exploiting a homeless person by giving them a meal to embarrass them even more. Have the whole world see it. Just for views, just to go viral. The more you do on the down low, like I said earlier, in the shadows, the Keanu Reeves theory, I guess you would say, the better you, person you really are. You know, do I have to send out 800 Christmas cards a year? Do I have to send out random gifts? No, I don't. Do I have to make this pop-up appearances to family and friends when they're least expecting me? No, I don't. But I do it all because I want to. I feel it. I feel the need and the desire to do it from my heart. I don't think about it saying, how many views am I going to get if I go give this man my shoes who just happened to have no shoes on and I just happened to have an extra pair of shoes in my car. Come on, how much is reality? You know, and everyone, you know, once says, oh, perception is reality. No, it's not. Too often, everything in life is an optical illusion. It's about notoriety, and it's about entitlement. And those who are, or fit, or feel, or want, or have the drive to be entitled, 
are the biggest deniers of it. Like, if you have a clothing line and you sell 10,000 sweatshirts a month, should you thank those people? In my opinion, absolutely. Every single one of them. Because if they didn't support you, you'd be nothing. Should you do a little facsimile style thank you card? Every, everyone gets the same thing. You have the same response to everybody. No. I think everything should be personalized. I think everything should show people how much gratitude you have for them supporting what you do in your life. Because if you're one of those people, those small business owners, the mom and pops, myself, others out there, who I know, I must have 100 friends who are on Etsy, on Shopify, Instagram, Market, whatever it might be, who do all the work themselves. I got a friend of mine who lives in Pennsylvania, has five of those cricket machines, six heat presses, mug presses, does it all on her own and still works a full-time job. Those are the people who show gratitude. The ones who send it out to these vendors, the third, you know, the third parties, print me a hundred extra large t-shirts. They get their cut, you get your cut, double charge the customer, and then you send them a thank you with your initials. Do you really care about them? If you're doing it for a purpose, if it's a Nike brand or it's a big brand, I get it. You're doing it for quantity. But when you're doing it for quality because you have a purpose for it, if you're pushing positivity, love, honor, respect, remembrance, shouldn't you have a different outlook on it? Because I know I do. That's why everything I do is done with my hands. I started a thing called Message in a Bottle. And I would love to send everyone one. But they have cost. You know, it, it costs me $20 a bottle. The corks, the parchment paper, the keys to hang off of it, the decals, the shipping materials, the shipping boxes, the postage to ship the box. And when it's all said and done, I lose about $16 per bottle. But I've sent out 30 bottles, which isn't a lot. But I've personalized each and every one of them with a one, two, some of them have three-page letters. Not one of them is copy and pasted. Not one. You won't find the same sentence on any of them. Because I speak from my heart, I'm real. I'm genuine. And there's not enough of us out there. If they are, too many of them are scared to show it because they get hurt. And it's not fair to them how bad they get hurt. But the most caring and compassionate, empathetic people are the ones who've been shit on their whole life. Now, when you try to make a difference, you got someone above you trying to knock you down. Nobody wants competition. On some of these platforms, they have these live things now. They compete for people, other people's money. They do, I guess you would say, telephone type slash charity donation type events. Get six, 700 people to donate, but then take credit for it. It goes in 
to the agency, the association, they're helping the, you know, the, um, the you know, the non-charity or whatever it is. Agent, you know, associations and corporations, whatever it might be. Nonprofits, that's what it is. I'm sorry, nonprofits. And then they write it as a tax write-off. They get the notoriety for doing it. They get praised by the nonprofit. And then we look at the nonprofits. You look at the CEOs' houses for them. They all live in seven, eight thousand square foot homes. Why the pennies on the dollar? Go to research, funding, housing, whatever it might be for all these nonprofits. I'm not saying they're all bad. There's some really good ones out there. I got one locally, Blessings in Disguise, run by a man named John Sayre, great friend of mine. He helped me out myself. He brought me a power recliner seven years ago. He bought it in a state sale. It had a few years of life left in it, but he knew I needed it. He got it for $15 and brought it to me. Out of his own pocket, he brought it to me. All the way from northern Michigan. Drove over 100 miles with this thing in his truck just for me. He has gatherings and donation centers set up to help the elderly. The last one, he must have got 50 wheelchairs, walkers, canes, handrails. I gave him quite a bit of my stuff because I know it's going to be passed on. And I know what he does. I know what he's about. And he lives very humbled. He doesn't have the big house. He does it for this city, for this county, for Northwest Ohio. And we tripped over each other. He found me on Facebook in 2016 when I was at one of my lowest times in my life. Having to walk away from a job. No, when the doctor tells me I'm gonna die. He found me at four o'clock in the morning. And it's of a friendship that can never be broke. And that's the best part about it all. It can never be broke. And again, how many of us have that connection with people in re reality? Not the ones you know on Facebook, not the ones you know on TikTok or Instagram, the ones that live six million miles away. Or maybe they do live across the world. Maybe you exchange Christmas cards with them. Christmas gifts. I've done it. I've reached out to people in New Zealand, Australia, Germany, Belgium. Belgium is one of my favorite places because I'm so intrigued by their culture. And I make sure that these people know how much I care. I know about their families, birthdays, baseball tournaments, soccer tournaments, dance recitals. And I log it in my brain. It may be more in my brain, maybe more in my heart because they can tell me about something months in advance and I know when it's coming up. And the day after or the day of, I reach out to them and they're just totally astonished that I remembered. That's just who I am. And can we all be like this? No. Do I want to be like this? Yes. Was I always like this? No, I wasn't. I changed 
for the better. God helped me realize the potential I had. He didn't change me. He just helped me bring out what was inside. Because I kept living my life through thoughts and emotions. And I realized after my conversation with him, if it was him, like I said, it's always been there. And I really feel we're all born with that. You know, I think it's in our DNA. What do you think? You know, I'm pretty intrigued about some of the questions some of you might have if you've gone this far listening to my podcast today. If there's a subject or a question you want answered or asked on my next podcast, I'll dedicate a whole hour to you. Each individual, I won't say names on my podcast, but I will give you the best advice I would give that I would try to do. I would successfully put a plan forward. Do plans fail? Absolutely. Do I want you to do exactly what I say? Absolutely not. I want you to take charge of it all. But it starts with accountability, compassion, integrity, and even questioning yourself, questioning your ability to be better. So I'm gonna end this today. I'm gonna get on my oxygen, take my doggies out, go hang out by the pond for a quick minute till my legs start hurting. And again, thank you if you've gone this far on the podcast listening today. Each one of you gives me this purpose, gives me the reason to keep doing these. And I know it's been a long time since I did one. It's been over a year. And I did want to do them every, weekly. I wanted to do two a week. I would love to get back to that. But with the health issues, it's going to be hard. The breathing, the respiratory, just keeping my breath sometimes. I'm sitting right now with a pulse ox on my finger. And now it's at 90 right now as we speak because it's nonstop talking now for 31 minutes and 36 seconds. But I do it because I want to, not because I have to. So until next time, leave your questions, leave your comments, please. They mean everything to me. I'm going to add a little question at the end of this podcast for you guys to answer. The engagement, I would love to have somebody else on my podcast with me one day. We can set it up because when the new year starts, I'm going to start doing my podcast live on YouTube. So we can really have some engagement from everybody listening. I'll be able to hear your conversation, your questions. I'm going to have a special guest, friends, family, motivational speakers, people who have been in an addiction. I just want you to hear other people's stories and see if you can relate. And that's all I'm asking. So God bless all of you. I love each and every one of you. And let God put your heart in his hands. Thank you.